This episode of the Mother Loving Future Show is brought to you by Amber Lestrange and Jenna Penrose with JMO 5000 Productions. Welcome to the Mother Loving Future Show, where your hosts, Amber and Jenna, for show notes, more on consciousness and parenting, or to sign up for our video newsletter, check out our website, themotherlovingfuture.com. And today we are discussing toddler screen time. Toddler screen time. Ah! Jenna, please offer us your definition. My definition for toddler screen time is the amount of time you allow your toddler to watch a screen (laughs) in any form and the content on that screen. Very important. So why do you think this is such a hot topic amongst parents? Um, Why do I think so? Yeah. Well, I mean, this is in today's day and age with so many screens around. This is um, constant battle uh, that we're all facing. Why do you think it's a hot topic? I think it's a hot topic because I think that parents are torn between the concept of convenience and intuition. I personally turn to screen time when it's highly convenient and I don't really have another option. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I want to just eat my dinner and and he's nagging for a show. So I'll just be okay, just for five, 10 minutes or 15 minutes, I'll let you watch the screen time. I'll let you have the screen time while I eat my dinner. But there is something within me that knows that there's a better option. And I think that little something is is why it's a hot topic amongst parents. Can I ask you though, like if you're eating your dinner and he's nagging you and then he just wants to watch the screen for 10 minutes while you eat, what is the better option than letting him watch the screen? encouraging him to play with his blocks and his books or play with himself, like use his imagination or be outside or be without checking out in front of a screen. Mm -hmm. And so like him, like playing with his blocks, you would think it's just not checking out because he's actively engaged in playing. Yeah. I think he's using his gross motor skills. He's Mm -hmm. using his imagination. He's problem solving. Mm -hmm. He's singing to himself. He's in his environment. He's present with his environment, with the sounds, with the visuals, whatever it may be. I think it's, it's better for his developmental process to be engaging within his, his environment as nature intended than to be checking out on a screen. Although I know you're going to you're going to push this point on me, although I know that if we do that there are some benefits of screen time, which is that there are a lot of educational shows out there. Well, what and I'm, that benefits them that's developmentally. That's one of my points, but the point that I was going to actually ask was, okay, so in an ideal world, your kid's going to sit and play with blocks while you eat for 10 minutes and you're going to have a nice meal and he's going to play with blocks. And that could be like in the ideal world that doesn't happen. So let's say in reality, it's not, doesn't go down that way and it would never go down that way. So that's not even a possibility. What would the real reality of the situation is that he's going to be nagging you while you're eating. You're going to become annoyed because you're hungry. I mean, not you personally, but I'm just saying me, any person would become annoyed um by that and then you he and, and then you end up snapping or one ends up snapping at them being like hey stop pulling my leg while I'm just trying to have a <laughs> bite of pizza you know and then your kid organic feels pizza. organic pizza <laughs> and your kid feels this like shock of like just anger towards them from you because you're hungry, you want to eat. And perhaps that is more stressful to everyone involved and like more damaging than watching 10 minutes of TV in the reality of how things go down. I am not arguing with you that screen time is bad. 
I think screen time can be good. In that circumstance, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is better for everyone totally. to hand in the screen. That's what I'm saying. What I'm arguing is that screen time comes with a set of um, circumstances, what they're watching, mm-hmm. how long they're watching for, yes. and when they're watching, in, in what circumstance. Totally. What I'm an advocate for is really being discerning about when you use screen time Mm -hmm. rather than just having it on Mm 24-7 and they watch anything they want and they're watching it for hours on end. I feel as though that robs them from the opportunity to do other things and live their childhood Mm -hmm. and be out in nature or be out, you know, with their imaginary friend or whatever it is. But there's nothing wrong. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with using screen time when you really need it. If it's an educational suite, Mm -hmm. Um, show, harmless show, and it's for, say, 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and it's not directly before bedtime Mm -hmm. and it's not when they have a friend there so they're just ignoring their little (laughs) buddy, not teaching them good social manners. I'm just listening to your checklist here and just thinking, oh, God. (laughs) Guilty, guilty, guilty. Guilty, 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 guilty. I mean, this is just, as I said before, this is just my personal experience around it and ideas. There's no right or wrong way. Everyone has their own bio-individual child. Totally. And household rules. This is just what works for me yeah. and no judgment with what everyone else is doing. No, it's good. But it's good for us to even have this conversation because, you know, like this is, I'm sure other people are thinking about the same exact but thing. What, what I'm interested in is that I, I really think it's such a hot topic because there is an element that each parent feels feels around the fact, well, I I don't want to say every parent, but many parents, especially mothers, feel around the fact that, oh, should I, shouldn't I, is it good, is it bad? Why do you think they feel an irk around Mm -hmm. the idea of screen time? There's something there. And I'm saying it's our intuition knowing that that's not the healthiest option for them when it's in extensive use. I agree. But I also, I, I agree. I think that it's the ambivalence, the fact that it's like, it's it's good in some ways and it's bad in some ways. And it's like that duality, that ambivalence that makes people be like, ah. You know? And also I think it, it may be coming from the fact that it's convenient for us and it's good for us. We get a break, but it's not necessarily the best option for them. Maybe it's better for them to be encouraged to, you know, we, we're just actually present with them. And we're playing with them or whatever it may be, even though I know, I know that's not realistic because we need to eat and have time out and balance in our lives too. And also it's good for them to be able to be self-sufficient in a way where we're not having to constantly engage them all the time for them to be okay. Yes. You know? Exactly. But what do we do before screens were around? I mean, they probably like let them like play with dirt or something. There we go. (laughs) And maybe that was better for their microbiome for sure. Better for their health playing with lots of good organic dirt. Yeah. So I I guess. All the dirt was organic back then too. (laughs) Yeah, of course it was. And so what what I'm saying is that a screen time in my perspective can be useful and completely appropriate in the right time. For example, if we're at a, at a restaurant and we've got Valentine with us and we just want to have an hour to ourselves to have a conversation and, and he's being, you know, maybe a little bit fussy or whatever it is, and he's asking for it, I will go, okay, this is an hour where it's appropriate. I'm going to choose a nice show that's educational and teaching him how to count and sing and spell and whatever it may be. And then I'll put him there. I'll make sure he's eating as well. And then after that hour is up, before 
before I take the screen off him, I say to him, okay, baby, this is the last show. This is the last bit of the show. And then mama's taking it. Okay. And I'll give him warning because I've learned that if you just go, okay, that's enough and take it off them before you prepare them to let go of it it's major upset. Mm -hmm. So I would give him the respect to give him a heads up and go, okay, you got two minutes and then I'm taking it. Okay, mama. Okay. And then at least he feels as though he's got some type of power in the situation. He's actually choosing to give it up to me rather than I'm just snatching it from him. Okay. So what if you're, you have my kid instead of your kid and he, um, is not okay with you taking it in two minutes then I would need to hold my strong boundaries and that I would trust that the more I held my boundaries and repeated that clear boundary, the more he would start to adapt to it. Okay. So really important, random other parenting point here, stick to your guns. If you say you're going to take it away, take it away. That's you know? it. Yeah. Every time or else they're going to just try to wiggle you out of your own decision. That's it. And I believe that children subconsciously thrive with boundaries and mm -hmm. it, it's a sense of being safe. I know when I grew up, my parents had zero boundaries with me. I had no curfew. I could come home whenever I wanted. I could skip school. I could do whatever I wanted. And there was a part of me that felt like they didn't care mm -hmm. because if they cared, they would ask me to be home for dinner or they cared. If they cared, they would say, okay, it's time to go to bed. It's like 9 PM or whatever it is. So I took away from that when I parent and I'm a parent now, I'm going to set boundaries as a way of love, as a way of setting up health for them and for myself, mm -hmm. for their protection. Mm -hmm. And so so are you an advocate for screen time? Is that where this is going? Well, I mean, I would uh, hate to like label myself as an advocate of screen time, but I do use screen time and I think that sometimes it's effective for me. And, um, but I have a very specifically, very specific type of child. And in my experience with my first child, which is who I'm kind of considering here, because the second one is still too little to watch a screen. Um, he's very intense, high maintenance, high needs, um, child. So I do use screen time with him and I think it works very effectively. And I think, um, it would be a lot worse for everybody if I didn't have that tool, but I'm not necessarily saying I advocate it in general, like blanket advocation advocacy. Great. And so that takes it back to bioindividuality mm -hmm. once again, which is you tap into your individual child, mm -hmm. the circumstances, whether it, it affects them negatively mm -hmm. or positively. And, um, you know, consider all of that, mm -hmm. not to try to fit it into anyone else's idea. Mm -hmm. So how, how many hours a day would you say Miley watches screen time? Probably uh, like three Three hours a day. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And are there particular shows that, do you have any rules around yeah. screen time? There's definitely particular shows that I prefer. And I don't just let them watch anything. Definitely. I try to have them um, watch educational things, which I've found he's learned uh, so much from. And also like the positive social modeling that um, is found in a lot of shows that he watches, like Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. I feel like... Um, it's just very good positive social modeling, you know, where he might not even get that good of positive social modeling if he was in the real world, you know? And so do you find, do you see any negative effects of it on his physical, most emotional, mental space? I don't. Wow. That's so fascinating. But like I say, he is a very specific 
type of kid, a very specific type of bio-individuality, which a lot of the things like that he does and is normal for him and his body would like be very detrimental to other kids. And like I wouldn't, what I've gone, had to do with him, um, I would not do with my second child and sort of in the realm of screen time and food, because both of those are things that he's very, um, particular about. And, um, I sort of where I've ended up with him is not where I wanted to end up, but just using my intuition, I've sort of ended up where I am now. And so do you designate those three hours of screen time to any particular hours of the day? Um, yeah. Which hours? Probably around like between like after breakfast to lunch-ish. Okay. So you don't let him watch it at night? Yeah. Sometimes he does. And do you feel as though he stays up later at night when he's been in front of the screen for longer? I He stays up like so late. He, but do you he think that's because of the screen, the, the screen, the Blu-ray? I think since the day he was born, he's never slept. He's just been that kid that didn't sleep. <laughs> oh, Milo. Yeah. <laughs> you really called in a good one. <laughs> Test. He's testing you. He's your master. He really tests me in every single way. He pushes me so to my limit and... Uh, um, that's your lesson. You That's called my it in, lesson. Baby. I called it in and I love it and I love him and I am so cool with that. <laughs> your sensei. So well, one of the elements of screen time that I'm concerned about, which other parents may be or may not be, is the physical effect that that this, the, 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 the screens um, give out. So there's a low, low-grade radiation that blue rays emit. And they, they show up in physical symptoms like not being able to sleep. If, if say, uh, adults are on their screens, say it's a, a cell phone or a laptop or a TV, if they're on it just before they go to bed, that light is emitting signals. It's going into their brain, their eyes, which then goes to their brain and tells it, them to release daytime hormones because it feels like it's the sun. And so because of that, it's harder for people to have a rest and deep and quick go, go to bed quicker straight after being in front of the screen so my do you find that's true for you well uh, for me personally yes De- definitely but as we mentioned before uh, I, I'm probably more on the sensitive side and there are some people who maybe can't sleep without being in front of the screen at nighttime or they just crash out and it helps them unwind yeah everyone's different everyone's different you know um yeah just because like I could like look at the screen right before bed and then conk out like two seconds later. But at the same time, it's a fact that there are EMFs. It's a, it's a fact that there well, are the- rays coming out of those screens which do not have a positive effect on your health. And not only does it stop you from having, um, you know, good sleep, but it also may damage our eyes, um, you know, who who knows what else it's doing to us. But it's not a natural um, it's it's not natural for us to be overexposed to that in our everyday life. Well, I mean, I just think with like any radiation or, uh, you know, low frequency emissions or something, I don't, I mean, with like our internet or with our TVs or screens or whatever, phones, I feel like, isn't it, those frequencies are in our, 
environment, whether you're watching the screen or not. But wouldn't you want to um, control them as much to, to your degree? As seeing as though we're facing them every day, there are signals, there are cell phone towers, we've got our phones on us, mm-hmm. there's electricity and Blu-rays running. We can't escape it. We can't escape it. Wouldn't you want to pull that back where you can actually control it? I would try to control it in my own interpretation. I would try to control it by really strengthening my energetic shield and really strengthening my core strength and energy and my um, my shield so that I'm not affected by energies in my environment. I would focus on that personally. But what about the other people in your household who don't really believe in energetic shielding or they're too young to practice that? So I shield them as well. Okay. Well, my practical kind of like... Um, kind of view on this would be to where you can pull back on the Blu-rays and the EMFs and all that stuff. So I put my phone on airplane mode every single night. Mm -hmm. I make sure that none of the laptops are even in our room, let alone on. Um, They say to actually switch off TVs and PowerPoints and all that type of stuff in the house. Uh, And this is really going far, but people say to use grounding sheets, which is another way to ground out your energy that usually gets pulled up when you're in front of the screen too much. And that helps heal your body while Mm -hmm. you're sleeping. There are special sheets that you can order. And also going out onto the earth before you go to sleep and walking out with your bare feet on the Mm -hmm. grass is also a natural way of grounding, which does change and bring down the energy in your body. Sure. So... What what would be um, do? Okay, let me think. Um, what would you say is a healthy amount per week for for the average parent? All by individuality, right? I don't know. Can't tell. There aren't I any have answers. No idea to answer that. Okay, so my specific idea would be: I would probably let Valentine. I feel guilty about letting him watch every day, but I've got to be honest, he does end up watching every day. He ends up watching, it's only in the times where I so desperately need to sleep in for an hour or I need to get something urgently done and I I can't be distracted. Those are the only times I usually let him watch screen time. So for example, if I'm exhausted and need an extra half an hour's sleep, He'll come jump into bed with us and I'll give him my phone and I'll put it on Daniel Tiger's neighborhood and he'll watch for half an hour. But as soon as I'm up and can be interacting with him or entertaining him or whatever it may be, I remove that screen. I only ever use it when necessary and it ends up being probably an hour a day each day. But I would love, I have these incredible ideas of it just being Saturday morning and Sunday morning. I would love it to just be then. But sometimes I have to make my sleep a priority and that seems to be the only option. That's good. I think that's a really good rule of thumb to to go by. I think you have a much more like healthy and probably holistic understanding and perspective on on screen time. But, you know, I am here to tell you that even if your kid watches the screen all the time, they can still turn out to be great. Of course. So don't feel too bad because as parents, we do need to do what we need to do in order to get things done and... That's the ultimate practicality. I want, I totally agree. And I think that it's really, really important as mothers and parents 
to, to prioritize having balance in your life. And if that means part of your balance is getting an hour's you time to have a nap, to do your work, to do yoga at, at home, whatever it is, then that hour can be used in front of the screen to allow you to have that type of balance, which benefits everyone when mm. you feel balanced and rested. and Totally. And what I like about that, it's like, if you're going to put your kid in front of the screen, make it worth your while. Yes. Like, don't just do it for no reason. That's you my know? point. Yeah. There we go. There we go. So I would also, I, I also want to offer a suggestion. Uh, I, I would always try, I, I want to try, um, integrate this concept where screen time's not my initial go-to. I always want to encourage Valentine to, to, to perhaps go and read a book to himself or draw on his little whiteboard or play with his toys or something else before I just hand it over to him or suggest him going on the screen time and to, to try train him to actually use his imagination before he just takes the screen and really only use the screen when it's the last, last option. That's a great Great fantasy. way to be. Great, Great way, fantasy. To, way to be, Amber. <laughs> I'm fantasizing here. Who yeah. knows if it's going to work? Yeah. It, I actually did it for a couple of mornings and it seemed to work, but obviously not to the extent of having a full half an hour un, uninterrupted sleep in. Do you have any other notes on screen time we should discuss? Uh, no, I think it's good. Bio-individuality and using the screen time for a good reason, not for no reason. And um, just paying attention to your kids' cues and how it's affecting them. Those are my main points. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, well, I have. I want to propose a question to the listeners. Please do it. What has your experiences been with toddler screen time? So we would love to know what shows you watch, how your child reacts to screen time. Do you have any positive stories, any negative stories? It's all okay. We're just, we're, it's, it's an open forum here and we're all learning, um, learning along the way. And your experiences can help us and help other people. So let, it, let us know. That's it. And that's a wrap for today. We hope to see you next time and bye-bye for now. Visit our website, themotherlovingfuture.com for more information. And please leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you like what you hear. We read every single review and comment, and we are so grateful for your support. See you next week.